Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's right. You're listening to The Morning Beat. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I feel like being a tough guy today. Yeah. It's my third day of work in a row. Oh, my God. There's no stopping you, baby. Please. I come back from getting married and I got a couple four-day work weeks. And it's exhausting. Listen to me. I had to do things last week. <laughs> that sounds so bad for me to say that I couldn't come to my job. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had to do other jobs? I had other jobs, so I couldn't do my first job. And Well, she was hosting a national TV show, by the way. So Go let's off, let's just not diminish your accomplishments. Okay. I like when you brag about me. I'm I'm proud and jealous of you, so there we are. Thanks. And you know what that's called? Real friendships. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay? But now that I'm back working again at six a.m. in mm-hmm. the morning, I uh, I'm not made for the morning. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> That's what I realized. I don't believe that anybody actually is. No. Very, very, very few people are made for the morning, and most people are also not made for five or six hours of sleep. And I need eight hours every single night. You didn't get it, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't either. I decided to stay up and catch up on Legendary last night on HBO Max. Okay, so I'm watching TLC's 90 Day Fiance. Okay, well. Also the same commitment invested. Well, I... It is. Are you familiar with the House of Juicy Couture? The House of Revlon? Come on. The House of La Beja? I think they're gone now. But anyways, uh, we're trying to catch up. The ballroom scene is... Is on fire, honey. The House of Revlon and Juicy Couture. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they just took popular names and smacked it on themselves. Do you not? The House of Maybelline. Do you not know about ballroom? That's literally what they do. They just come up with brands. And so, like, the first couple of seasons, it was, like, the House of Balmain and the House of Gucci and the House of Versace. You know? But they, they realized. Now, yeah, by, like, season five or six, they're going to be, like, the House of Forever 21. Oh. You know what I mean? It's kind of going in that direction. When I was 12 years old, I was like, I'm going to Forever 21, and I'm going to be Forever 21. And now when I'm 34 and I walk in there, I'm like, you wish that you were Forever 21. You are finally at that age where you're like, mm-hmm. the body's not the same, babe. Yeah, people are looking at us funny when we walk in there. Mm-hmm. I feel weird walking into H&M still. I'm, really? I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of outgrowing H&M a bit. What do we go to now? I don't know. I love H&M, fast fashion, but it's not really great for the environment. And also I'm like, am I poor? Zara. Zara is the next generation. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. Well, Pence. glad we got that squared Ooh, away at 6.09 a.m. Thank you for that I conversation. I have a fantastic show coming up uh, for you today. How to find hope in hard times. It's Therapy Thursdays. We're going to be having that conversation. We've got a therapist joining us a little bit later on. Also also talking about, we're talking about a lot of emotions today on the show. I think probably, um, I'm going to be honest, um, I think that our producer Vanessa started her cycle yesterday and she 
let us know that she was very, very Good emotional. Luck. Congratulations. I haven't. I'm supposed to start mine. I don't know where she is. Well, we're also talking about emotional intimacy in love and relationships on today's show. So a lot of emotions. So uh, get yourself ready for that. All right, now that it's time for news on the beat. What do you have for us, Michaela? All right, well, the National LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce and the global online food delivery company Grubhub will continue a $2.1 million grant program they began last year to provide financial support to struggling LGBTQ-owned... What are you doing? <laughs> Just annoying, Vanessa. <laughs> and ally restaurants and bars through 2022 and 2023, according to LGBTQ Chamber President Justin Nelson. In a June 28th statement, Nelson said last year's program provided nearly $2.1 million in grants to more than 100 LGBTQ and allied restaurants in 2021. At the time the program was announced last year, organizers said the grants would range from $5,000 to $100,000 for qualifying restaurants and bars that serve food from a menu to help them with financial difficulties related to the COVID pandemic. All right, another news. A Florida school board unanimously approved a new set of guidelines that critics say would allow school officials to out trans and non-binary students to the parents of their classmates. The Leon County School Board's recently adopted LGBTQ Inclusive School Guide is intended to provide guidance for teachers and administrators to help queer students. But the document contains a provision requiring the school to notify parents of a student who is open about their gender identity, is in a physical education class, or will be present on an overnight trip. While the guide notes that all students must be allowed to access locker rooms and restrooms consistent with their gender identity, the provision is meant to allow the parents of other students to request reasonable accommodation options for their cisgender children. The notification to all the parents can create a very stressful and unwanted situation to trans and LGBTQ students, said Leon High School student Kaylee Sandal. Ay, ay, ay. Imagine if your last name was Sandal. <sighs> or imagine if your teacher could out you to your parents when you weren't ready. I don't think that's the news. The news is if your last name were Sandal. I think that's where we're headed. Okay, well, there it is. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Okay. It's going to be 82 in LA today, 105 in Vegas, 107 in Palm Springs, 95 in Houston, 88 in Miami, 93 in Atlanta, 107 in Cathedral City, and 103 in Dallas. Now give us a vibe of the day. What if it was called Palm Sprung? Palm Sprung? Yeah. Mm. Like past tense. Like you're sprung. Yeah, mm-hmm, totally. Totally. Let's, we'll workshop it. Love it. All right. Uh, who, who's the mayor of Palm Springs? What's your name? We've had her on the show before. Why would She's you fantastic. test me at 6 a.m.? She's so fantastic. I love her. Middleton. Middleton. Lisa Middleton. Lisa Middleton. Oh my God, thank you. Nice work. That's thank impressive. You. Thank We're gonna, you. I'm thank calling you. Lisa Middleton today. What would you think about a name change? Palm Sprung. Hear me out. <laughs> Here's your vibe of the day. The foolish man seeks happiness in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. Okay. Don't wait for tomorrow to find happiness. Find it right now. Find it right now. It's so easy. All right. Coming up, uh, Disney scene is labeled woke nonsense for showing trans people doing this. It's not the story, is it? <laughs> okay, Definitely well, not the still story. Still 6 a.m. So. Well, <laughs> All right, let's talk about resistance to change a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. Um, When we feel like things are changing around us as humans, we don't like it. The amygdala kicks in, uh, which is like a little teeny like almond-sized mass in your brain that says, no, this is bad. Fight or flight, like run, get away from this, right? Uh, People resist change for a lot of reasons. According to the uh, Harvard Business Review, uh, we don't like losing control. Uh, there's too much uncertainty. We don't like surprises. 
things seem different. Um, it feels like there could be more work involved if something changes, which uh, is a nice segue to this story because I don't know how I feel about it because all three of us had very strong opinions yesterday when we found out that Subway has extensively made over their entire menu for the first time in 60 years. What do What's we do? Happening? What do we Okay, okay, cuz here's the thing. I love me some Subway. Love it. This is not an ad. I love Subway. We're not sponsored. We would love to be, but I love Subway. My husband makes fun of me. He thinks it's trash. He's like, "How on earth could you eat that?" I said, "It's fresh vegetables." Like how what they bake the bread in front of you. I mean, come on. It's beautiful. But now they've changed their entire menu, and Michaela's a bit concerned. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I actually taught myself how to really love change. I love it. I think it's an opportunity to try something different. But there are certain things that you cannot change. Like, you're never going to change the Slurpee recipe at 7-Eleven. Like, it's just like you have to keep things the way that they are. Subway is making it so you can't choose... What you want anymore. No, you just say, not, hey, I'd that, like a turkey sandwich that's pre-made. That's not true. They have a build-your-own okay, option. Okay, well, it sucks. Okay, but here's <laughs> what they have done. They've broken down their menu into four categories now. You're going to love this. Cheese steaks, chicken, clubs, and Italianos. Oh! Every it's category nice. has three predetermined subs that you can order a six-inch or a foot long. No. And now the meatball marinara sub. You want to know what it's called now? What? The boss. I kind of like it. Wait, I love meatball okay, marinara the boss. Okay, I love all of that. And also, I don't. I like that Subway, I get to go and say, can I get a six-inch wheat turkey sandwich? And then I say, can I get lettuce and spinach pepperoncinis, and also cheese, mayonnaise, mustard, jalapenos, wrap it up, wait, wait, toast wait. it, and give it to me. First of all, you can still do that. I just told you that. But also, I, you know what I heard there in that? Go on. You get mayonnaise and mustard? Love mayonnaise and mustard. So do I. Why is this? Only at really? Subway. Me too. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, I do mayonnaise and spicy mustard. Love spicy mustard. And Very I've good ne- call. There's not a situation in the Beautiful world call. where I'd put mayonnaise and spicy mustard on a sandwich together at home. But for some reason, when I get my footlong turkey sub at Subway, I always get those two things. And then a little bit of olive oil at the end and extra oh, pepper. Now you're talking taste. Come on. You've got taste. Well, yeah. It's delicious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go. Remember Jared? I, I want to know. Remember him? Oh, my God. Who, the pedophile? Yeah, he's like a pedophile now. He lost a whole bunch of weight. How he... awkward is that for Subway? So You know what, though? Subway knows how to rebrand. Subway got away from Jared. Yes. <laughs> the way that I've never seen before. I literally, they were like, Jared who? Like, Jared was the spokesperson for how many years? He's like, I lost all this weight. By eating Subway. And then... They just never talked about him again. And that's incredible. (laughs) The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Let's get to a little what's popping, shall we? Absolutely. All right, well, Wonder Woman is standing up for our trans community in the wake of Macy Gray saying, no matter how you change your body, you're still not a woman. She said that on a late night talk show. Uh, and Wonder Woman is standing up. She said, I cannot think of anything that helps women's rights less than pinning the blame on trans women. They face so much violence and scrutiny as is. Leave them alone and focus on the real war on women. It's happening in the courts and legislators around this country. 
I love this. And I will say, I have a music video coming up that is a response to unknowingly Roe v. Wade. Um, and it's a big message for women. And I was talking to Lisa yesterday and I said, I'm definitely going to have uh, trans women in the music video uh, because they're women to me. And she said, okay, well, are you going to have trans men in the video? And this is actually a conversation I'd like to have on air. I'd love to know everyone's opinion. Because for me, absolutely not. I feel like trans men associate themselves as men. Yeah. And this is for women. Yeah, it's interesting. I think what we're all sort of going through is... Because the way Macy Gray said this was pretty like cold and callous. Uh-huh. Bette Midler also got in some hot water recently. But I don't think Bette Midler said anything wrong. I, I don't see Bette Midler's responses on social media as really problematic. And I think that to say that risks you know being canceled by the entire trans community because we're not allies anymore or whatever and that's unfortunate because i think there are nuanced conversations here that need to be had and it is interesting like yeah absolutely are, are trans women women yeah of course but are they different than naturally born women yes like anatomically and emotionally and physically you've had different experiences you know, so so I hear, I think, what people are trying to say. The problem is I think that they're they're missing that trans women are being attacked and murdered, you know, every day in this country and around the world. Yeah. And so there's a lot of emotions attached to Well, they're to deeply it. fetishized. Of course. And of course. we hear that most of the murders are, that it's usually yeah. after a sexual experience. Of course. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. You know, but so I think I think there I think there are more I think there are so many more un- uncomfortable conversations that need to be had for people to fully understand and get on board with trans rights. Uh, it shouldn't be that way, unfortunately, it is. But there but there are differences. There are differences, just like there are differences between a, a cis straight man and me. Like we, there are differences. Our experiences yeah. have been different based on who we actually are, and I think that. Transness is something to be celebrated, and it's beautiful. And I think that, you know, you know, Native American cultures and and cultures around the world celebrated transness as, as being too spirited, and they were held at a higher regard than than people, other people. So, so I think there's a conversation, there's a space. Well, yeah. But there's a, there are differences, though. Absolutely. There just there just are. There just are. Yeah. Um. All right. Coming up in our next hour, it's Therapy Thursdays. Finding hope in hard times. With all the hardcore news around, how do we find hope? We'll discuss in the next hour. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, it's time for Therapy Thursdays here in about 15 minutes. We're going to talk about finding hope in hard times. The world is scary. It feels like every single day we wake up to some sort of bad news. And if you feel like it's a bit overwhelming, you're very much not alone. Everyone I've been talking to lately is feeling the same thing and has been for a while. Uh, So we've got a therapist joining us uh, to talk about finding hope uh, when it seems like all hope is lost. Uh, And then a little bit later on this hour, talking about personality hires. Do you know a person or maybe you are the person who got hired at your office or your job uh, based on your personality, not on your skill set. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I could not agree more. Um, but yeah, we're having that conversation this hour as well. You have skills. I have a lot of skills. Yeah. But I think I get hired for my personality. Yeah, I mean, if you if you went and applied for an office job, there's not a chance in the world you get hired. Same. I couldn't. I, I, I They would look at me and be like, you don't even know. You don't even know what to do, do you? 
I'm like, I know how to type, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I would get hired. No way. I bring you, a little spirit to the cubes. You'd get fired in less than a week. That would happen. I would definitely also get fired. But that would be because I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, because you'd I'm be like, I'm not a I, cubicle kind of gal. No, you're not. It's just not for me. Remember when we had a uh, plexiglass up in the studio for a while Hated it. because of the pandemic? Yes. Because that was the solution to keep us safe. Um, and it felt like a cubicle, and I did not like that, and I could see through it. Yeah. Listen, I praise and applaud everybody that has an office job. You have to be very skilled to do so. I couldn't. Just yeah. couldn't do it. I, could, I, I couldn't get through my life. I would fake it. Like, I would pretend like I was a secretary in like, yes. a movie. I'd highlight some things, maybe paper clip a few items, maybe do a staple moment. You'd wear, like, stilettos and pencil skirts totally. and, like, unbutton your shirt, like, yeah. four buttons. Totally. I'd be like, I'd wear glasses that Me- I don't need. A messy hair bun and, like, gla- mm-hmm. yeah, for they sure. They would just be, like, blue blockers. They wouldn't really be glasses. Okay, well, maybe we should rethink this. Okay. Maybe we could find I you. would just, honestly, though, I think I would take the the clip out of my hair and wave my hair and around. A- and then you'd have to go lunch. to HR mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd be like, what's HR? It's, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, it's I. It's not for me. Yeah. It's just not for me. That's fair. Thank okay. you. Well, let's uh, be professional and do news on the beat. This is that, isn't is for that me for you? either. Okay, well, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. It's like a demon. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Okay, a Florida School Board unanimously approved a new set of guidelines that critics say would allow school officials to out trans and non-binary students to the parents of their classmates. The Leon County School Board's recently adopted LGBTQ inclusive school guide is intended to provide guidance for teachers and administrators to help queer students. But the document contains a provision requiring the school to notify parents if a student who is open about their gender identity is in a physical education class or will be present on an overnight trip. While the guide notes that all students must be allowed to access locker rooms and restrooms consistent with their gender identity, the provision is meant to allow the parents of other students to request reasonable accommodation options for their cisgender children. The notification to all the parents can create a very stressful and unwanted situation to trans and LGBTQ students, said Leon High School student Kaylee Sandal. All right, in other news, Instagram is allowing accounts with tens of thousands of followers to target the LGBTQ community, even though the platform claims it has policies against hate speech as well as bullying and harassment. And its parent company, Meta, has been publicly promoting its platforms as a safe space for LGBTQ users. Instagram's guidelines claim the platform wants to foster a positive, diverse community while also noting that it removes content that contains credible threats or hate speech. Despite Meta's newly announced resources, Instagram has allowed its users to spread propaganda against the LGBTQ community and even against the same individuals it publicly celebrates. In several cases, these are accounts dedicated to targeting LGBTQ people, while in others, these are accounts of right-wing media outlets and personalities who also push anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. Many of these posts seem to violate Meta's policies. Girl, bye, whatever. Also, a couple updates internationally. Uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner has pled guilty to drug drug charges in Russia oh uh, and has pled for mercy by the Russian court. Uh, that just happened moments ago. Also, Boris Johnson resigned this morning as the prime minister of, really? of the UK of, of Great Britain. Yeah, he's like the third or fourth prime minister to resign in recent history. Well, I mean, people wanted him out. Yep, he, but I read on the news yesterday, they were like, they're going to have to drag him from that chair for yeah. him to resign. Well, he so did it this morning. He did. he did. Theresa May did before him. Cameron did before him. The last like three or four prime ministers have all resigned, which is interesting because it hasn't happened here since Richard Nixon. 
So yeah, that's crazy. Fascinating stuff. All right, let's get into weather. 103 in Dallas today, 80 in Boston, 107 in Cathedral City, 80 in Buffalo, 67 in San Francisco, 88 in Miami, 107 in Palm Springs, and 106 in Vegas. Now give us a vibe. The foolish man seeks happiness in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. Gorgeous. All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays with all the hardcore news around how do we still find hope. We've got those answers coming up in seven minutes. B Morning B Channel Q. It's time for Therapy Thursdays, and this conversation is one that has been sort of going on for the last couple of years. And I feel like we've all been navigating these new emotions of dealing with the, with a world that feels so hopeless at some at some points. And there's so much negativity and so much uh, going on in the world that it feels just overwhelming. So how do you cope with that? You're lucky because we have an expert on the show today uh, to help in Therapy Thursdays. Uh, she's an expert in OCD and anxiety, author of numerous books, including Freeing Yourself from Anxiety. Please welcome to the program Dr. Tamar Chansky. Uh, Dr. Chansky, how are you? I'm good, AJ. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Well, you're very, very welcome. And it really stood out to us, your article in Psychology Today. We get a lot of our conversation, our talking points from that website. And you wrote a piece called Finding Hope in Hard Times, Acknowledging Hopelessness Can Unlock the Hope Within. What do you mean by that? Actually acknowledging that you are hopeless could be the key to getting you out of that? Yeah, and and I'm just so I'm so grateful really that you that you saw that piece AJ because I think we don't talk about hopelessness. You know, we're all just looking good on the outside doing what we're doing, um but I know that that's not how people are feeling, you know, with so so much unprecedented just challenge, uh difficulty, grief, loss fear in this, these times. And so, but the thing is that if we can uh, identify what we're feeling and name it, we feel less lost and we kind of normalize our own experience. And that helps us to be more, you know, resilient, not uh, judging ourselves, things that can put us in a, just a downward spiral within ourselves. You know, the outside world can do that enough. <laughs> we don't we don't need to do that for ourselves. So um, when you can, when you're feeling lost, when you're feeling hopeless to say, it, it makes sense. This is a feeling. This feeling makes sense with what's going on with me right now, with what's going on in the world. It's okay. You know, I kind of want to be my own friend with that feeling. And when you do that, you're not alienated from yourself. You might ask for help for somebody from somebody, or you might say, you know what, I, I need to get a change of scenery. I'm just going to go outside and kind of look for something beautiful, or I'm going to text a friend and say, like, is this, you know, is this ridiculous what we're dealing with? And the friend writes back, yes. <laughs> you know, I, love I need that. a friend like that. I think it's really important that you're talking so much about self-care, and that's such great advice. But in regards to friends, what do you do if a loved one is also fe- feeling very hopeless? How do we show up for our friends and our family during this time as well? Yeah, thank you. And that's Michaela there. Hi, yes, it is. Hi. Yeah. So I think that it's a really good point, whether it's, uh, you know, friends, family, you know, parents trying to uh, help their children with their struggles to the, the easiest step is empathy. 
that we don't have to have the answers, but we can say, you know, I get that. I was feeling that way yesterday, or I'm feeling that way too. Let's, you know, let's watch an episode of Queer Eye together. This is one of the ways that I got through the pandemic. I don't know about you. Um, You know, let's do something together, even just not judging. This is the thing. Human beings eye contact, just a kind word, the smallest things can just keep us going to the next step in life. I love that. When we don't have that, that's where we, you know, that's where we really struggle. So it's not think small, really. Mm, I love that. You know, I'm not really a queer eye guy myself. I'm more of a, I like the OG cast, but I did watch a lot of uh, New Girl uh, when mm. I was sick with COVID, and that really helped cheer me, uh, cheer me up a bit. I do want to, before we let you go, talk about this idea that you write about in your article, hope without proof. And I think that's a really, really tricky concept for a lot of people to wrap their brains around. Uh, and, and by what, like, what exactly do you mean by that? How do you, how do you help somebody navigate their way towards hopefulness when they don't see any proof of it in their life currently? Yeah, so this is, you know, this is a really tough thing, especially these days. You know, we have so many uh, challenging experiences that that can make us feel very hopeless about life. Again, hope is about being available for, you know, uh, for today, for the next solution that's coming up. It's not about uh, knowing exactly how things are going to turn out. We don't. But I think about the childhood game of Would You Rather. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah I love that. It's kind of a, yeah, it's a strange uh, thing. But it's like, would you rather just give up today or say, you know what, I'm going to, yeah, I, I don't have proof of hope, but I, I do, I'm going to take that step to see what might happen. I'm going to stay tuned. That That's really the thing. You know, I, I quoted uh a historian activist Cornell West who says, I'm going to die a prisoner of hope. I am a prisoner of hope. Mm. You know, it's just, it's sort of, I think of hope not as a reflex for many of us in many times, but more like a muscle. It's a choice that we can choose to engage. It's okay if you, you don't, don't judge yourself, don't feel weak or whatever to say like, well, I just, it's really hard to feel hopeful. Yes, it is. That, you know, right, we're all doing that together. It is hard to feel hopeful, but we're going to do that together. It is something we can choose to do in small moments, like right now. I love this so much, and I think that the best thing that you said was, would you rather? It is. Just wake up, and it could be horrible, or it could be great. We don't know. Take a Choose chance. great. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us uh, oh, on such a great conversation. thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah, and if you want to know more about Tamar Chansky, head over to tamarchansky.com. It's T-A-M-A-R-C-H-A-N-S-K-Y. You can uh, find more blogs, articles, and books there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, Have a great day. You too. All right, coming up, what do you think of personality hires? Maybe you don't have the skill set, but you got the personality. We'll talk about it next.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, there's a funny trend going on on TikTok right now. And if you're not a fan of TikTok, I wasn't either until I became famous on TikTok recently. And now I'm all in. Yeah, I had one video hit three and a half million and I think I'm a star. Okay. Amen. So I'm an expert now. Great. That's why we're talking about this. Good. The concept of personality hires. Are you familiar with it? Well, young people on TikTok are launching a big debate about them. Uh, the videos are funny, but there is truth that your personality can get you ahead in your career. It's an open secret that in many workplaces, qualifications and skills alone are not enough to get someone a job, let alone to keep it. But on TikTok, people are being open about the charisma it takes to get a jump on their careers. Young users are calling themselves personality hires who shine more for their good vibes and creative energy than for traditional skills in their fields. These videos, are, these videos are funny. and That's and, a job for me. Well, because, listen, because these people also, they're in on the joke. Like they understand, they're like, listen, I'm the personality hire. I know yeah. I'm not I'm not qualified for this job. There's no reason they should have hired me, but they knew I had to start somewhere and they like they like who I am. Listen to me. When I got hired for this job, I was recommended by uh somebody to ha- to get this job. And so I had a meeting with our um boss, Brian, and I showed up in a leather two piece miniskirt with a jean jacket. And I sat in the meeting room with five-inch heels on. I, I don't know where I thought I was going, but I looked adorable. Mm. It just I looked like I was going to the club. And I wowed him with my personality, and I said, well, I've never done radio, but I'd like to give it a try. And then he just hired me right then. And I will say, thank God I have a personality, because if they hired me based off of my outfit choices... 
I may have not gotten the job. Okay, so I, I don't feel so bad now. You sold them a false bill of goods. You remember my first few No, weeks? I didn't. I said I have no idea what I'm doing, but I think you should give me a chance. No, but and they're like, up, great. You showed up looking cute, though. Oh, yes. I, I was came gorgeous. Into my audition here, my meeting with our program director years ago with a cute leather jacket and the turtleneck on and some nerd glasses and skinny jeans. I was feeling myself. Yes. And that first week or so, I wore outfits. And then I found out about athleisure. And that's all I've ever, athleisure wear. It's all I've worn ever well, since. Well, to be fair, then we went into the pandemic. Everyone that's, stopped coming to the office, so part. nobody saw us. Yeah. And it's radio. So, like, who am I looking cute for Amen. at 6 a.m.? Well, let me share some of these uh, TikToks with you. This one's really funny. Uh, me on the way to work when I am absolutely a personality hire and there to make everyone laugh and boost morale, even though I'm extremely depressed and not good at my job. <laughs> I just love the open honesty. Uh, this other girl says, uh, I can always be the most charismatic person in a room, and I will die on that hill. Yes. It, it's, it, it's no, and, and I've said this. I had a conversation with a friend recently about this, actually, and I said, hey, how do you think the world perceives you? Because that's actually the key to being successful in anything you do. How do others perceive me? Because a lot of times we like to believe that we're like, we're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. Right? We think that we're God's gift to whatever situation we're in. And that's cute unless you want to get a paycheck. Because the way you get a paycheck and the way that I've had a career for so many years, it's not because of auditions or things like that. I, so my my equivalent uh, would be going on auditions, right? That's what we do in this industry as opposed right. to job interviews. And I've booked, I think, one job off of an audition in my entire career. Yet I've had a very successful career. It's because people like working with me, I think, and then they refer me to somebody else or they work somebody else like, oh, he's a lot of fun on set. Like I might not be the most talented person in the world, but I'm not an a-hole. Right. Usually. And so I think that is what a personality hire is. Like it's important. I think almost like on a sports team, right? I hate, you hate sports, but. On a sports team, it's important to have that kind of cheerleader person, totally. like that person who just really gets you amped up. This is this is you're my we, here in the studio. We have Michaela and Vanessa. They're both like hype women, like hardcore, and they keep the energy up in the studio because I I just want to take a nap most days. Um, but personality hires, I think, are a real thing, and I think I think it's funny. I think young people are probably just selling themselves a little bit short. Your personality will get you a lot Listen further in me. life than you think. I'm not kidding you. I will say I may not be great at everything, but I have a great personality and I could take any job on and I would kill it and I'll make everyone around me feel good. So, honey, if you've got a good personality, you show it, baby. You don't need to have any skills and I'm proof of that. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Before we get to what's popping, uh, you just missed it. I explained to Michaela what old printer paper used to look like back in the day she did not realize i had no idea but also like i was poor we didn't have a printer until i was like 25 years old you're also young and i think that's part of it too it used to be uh like there was like it used to be like kind of was it perforated i guess and all the papers were attached to each other and then on the sides they had these little like holes that you would tear off afterwards and make the paper like a normal sheet of paper well we have this table in our studio that somebody brought in here randomly we have no idea why and there's a big slit down the middle of it and i said do you know what that's for she said no i explained it to her she still doesn't understand or get it but somebody out there our listeners in palm springs who are my age or older they all, get it they all know exactly what i'm talking about 
great. They were really slow printers, by the way. Really, like, really slow. Yeah, right. used to have green and white mm-hmm. paper. It was a lot. Yes. Want to do what's popping? I do. Sure. Okay, uh, Dua Lipa, Nicole Kidman, and Kim Kardashian <clears throat> walk the Balenciaga runway. And it's crazy. Uh, I, you know, walking a runway during pa- Paris Fashion Week is so different now. Like, you had to be an elite supermodel that was six feet tall, but Kim K stands at five foot two, and here she is walking the walking the runway with her daughter in the front row watching her, um, and I love it. Nicole Kidman looks incredible. Uh, you know, ageism kind of surrounds that. A lot of times Wait. you had to be twenty years old and six feet tall, and now they're showing all different types of women. Dua Lipa. Uh, was probably levitating while she was walking. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. That was cute. That's right. Thank you, baby. You're proud of that one, aren't you? Uh, but another one that's very shocking, Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. Yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know, but they're bringing reality to Paris Fashion Week. I think it's fascinating. I think that I... Nicole Kidman looked ridiculous. Like, not in a good way. It looked like a big... Like, you know what she looked like? She looked like one of those things that if you get like hypothermia and they wrap you in those like metal blankets that they have oh, in first aid kits. Well, that's yeah. That's what she looked like to me. But her, I think, well, listen, though. And it's her like, walk was weird. It's a lot. Well, it's couture. And I feel like with high couture, it does play the line of like very uh, Costumey weird. Costumey or strange. Or- yeah, because Kim Kardashian went to dinner <clears throat> later at Balenciaga and had a full... Um, a full mask on, like a helmet that covered her whole face and everything. And then she made a joking photo where she had like a fork to her mouth like she was eating. It, well, she's doing that a lot lately. Like the mask thing, the full glove, she's covering up her entire body. It's interesting. Yeah. Also, she's still hot, so shouldn't she wait a few years before she starts pulling that? And once she starts to age too much, then she starts wearing a mask? She's I mean, never going to age. She won't. She literally did this article and she was like, if somebody told me to like eat the worst thing ever, I would. There's nothing I wouldn't do or try to stay young forever. Okay, well, that doesn't sound like she needs to talk to a therapist or anything. No, not at all. Totally fine. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, coming up in the next, the AWA emotional intimacy in love and friendships. How to develop true emotional intimacy between friends. I love this conversation. We're going to have it coming up. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, so we're going to switch things up just a little bit. Our therapist is actually, I think, in therapy right now, so we need to wait just a minute till we can get a hold of her. Uh, we're going to do that in a little bit. Right now, we're going to talk about uh, another one of these stories of a queer person being disinvited from a family wedding. This one's a little different than you might expect, though, because oftentimes we end up siding with the person from our community, of course, who has been disinvited. I've, sh- I've been very open and honest with uh, my own personal story. My sister did not come to my wedding, my only full-blooded sibling in the world, because she just cannot wrap her brain around the sin of it all, right? She's a born-again Christian. And Who cares? We didn't need her anyway. I know, but it's it, it's, it's difficult and I it know. hurts. I'm just kidding. You know? um, so the, these conversations are delicate sometimes. This one's a little different, though, uh, because, listen, bold fashion choices are a part of being in our community. Like, we can get away with a lot more, right? My husband wore a Cape Veil train uh, to our wedding. By the way, there's a new video up on our Instagram and TikTok right now. Go check it out. Because gorgeous. The, the, the train is training, honey. Uh, it's so gorgeous. But uh, a soon-to-be-married straight man uninvited as gay brother Sam from the wedding after seeing Sam's planned choice of attire. His gay brother told him he was going to wear a rainbow-colored tuxedo. Uh, Now, Sam says this snub is homophobic, but many online, including myself, feel that the groom was justified in his actions. Uh, To be clear, 
The bride and groom set a black and white only dress code for their big day. So showing up in a rainbow tux seems a little bit odd. Uh, seems like he's trying to get some attention. So for this round of Am I the A-hole, I'm going to come right out and say it. I think the gay brother's actually wrong. I think the gay brother's very wrong. But if you read more into the story, uh, he was really upset, the the groom. And so he talked to his brother Sam's boyfriend, which I love that the name is Sam because that's my brother's name. We've been talking yes. about like crazy. And um, his brother was recently diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And so now the groom said, I kind of wish I would have just let him wear the tux. It's mm. not a big deal. But now Sam and the boyfriend don't want to come at all. But I think if you're the boyfriend, just because you've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and you're still in a bad place, babe, you can't wear a rainbow tuxedo to your a black and white brother black and his wife. I'm sorry. Like, there's literally not one ounce of excuses. Like, they're not homophobic. Well, this is the bride's day, babe. You want to get married and wear a rainbow tuxedo? Then that's what you can then do. Then go get married. Yeah. And the thing is that the uh, that the family, some of the family, most of the family sided with the groom, but some of them sided with the brother, the gay brother, and did not go to the wedding because of it. They're not going to the wedding. But the straight brother said, listen, I've gone to pride marches my entire life. I've never had any problem with him being gay. I'm not even the least bit homophobic. We're having a black tie affair. Black and white, period. It's that simple. You can't wear a rainbow tuxedo. Um, and he said, listen, that is why, you know, Oh, an update to this original post, by the way, the groom did write that after having a long conversation with his boyfriend, that's when he learned about that. You just told me. Um, but then he said that is why he flipped at me and made a big deal out of this. Um I feel like such an a-hole about this whole situation, and so does my soon-to-be wife. That's crappy that they're leading up to their wedding, and it's totally. about somebody else, too. Yeah, and I'm looking at some of the comments on this article, and some people are really saying, yeah, you're homophobic. Like, I, I could not Listen, disagree more. Listen, when it comes to your wedding, we went through this with, with somebody that was a part of our wedding as well. Mm, and yeah. they, they, We had agreed on a certain look, and then they sent us a photo of the look they purchased, and we were like, whoa. That could not be more different from what we discussed and agreed upon. And it was a very tense conversation that did not go well for a while. It ended up resolving itself, and, it, and, and this person looked perfect uh, at our wedding, and everything was great. But you're getting married. You're spending you know, upwards of six figures sometimes on a wedding. You have a certain aesthetic that you want to go for. We were having our looks. We had our looks custom made. Like We obviously cared very much about how everybody looked. Our wedding party looked fantastic. Your guys' color was gorgeous on gorgeous. all of your skin tones, and we thought about that. It was stunning. We had such a variety of skin tones in our wedding party that we wanted a color that worked for everyone. Um, and so it matters. The aesthetic of a wedding matters. And Absolutely. It, it, if it doesn't matter to you, that's fine. It doesn't mean you get the right to wear a rainbow tuxedo. And also, no. who, who's wearing a rainbow tuxedo also, literally anywhere? Sounds very Frankie Grande to me. Oh, or, or yeah. Carson Kressley. Yes. Like they would. Very much that moment. For sure. All right, coming up, we are joined with a therapist to talk about emotional intimacy with your friends and why it's important coming up in seven minutes. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Well, listen, when it comes to love, saying I don't care repeatedly might be a sign of emotional uh, lack of emotional intimacy, actually. Uh, and if you're looking for more emotional intimacy in love and relationships and friendships, you're not alone. I feel like people feel a little bit disconnected these days, which is why we're doing a doubleheader for Therapy Thursdays this week. We're joined now uh, by Tammy Shakely, uh, who's a leading LGBTQ relationship expert and president of one of the country's top LGBTQ certified matchmaking companies, H4M 
matchmaking. Uh, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thanks, AJ, Michaela. I appreciate it. Uh, just yeah. to set the, the sort of framework for this, what exactly is emotional intimacy and why, why do we need it in relationships? Absolutely. Emotional intimacy is important, not only in maintaining or sustaining a relationship, but to, for it to be a long-term experience for you both that's safe, that involves trust, respect, and also some privacy. It helps your friendships. It helps your partnerships, and it helps your marriages, AJ. Mm. Well, I like that. I'm recently it. married, uh-huh. so thank you. You know, I feel like we talk a lot about emotional intimacy with our partners, but it's a new idea to think that it should also um, be in friendships. So what does emotional intimacy with friends look like? I'm glad you asked. It's about connection, but it's about being real. It's time now to check in. Check in with your friends, not through social media more than a text, it's reaching out and saying, hey, you know, pride's over the holiday, the pool parties, the barbecues. I may see you out, but we don't really connect. Let's get together. BYOB, bring your own water bottle. <laughs> and let's meet, you know, for an early morning hike or a late evening stroll. Let's walk your dog together. Let's go just, I want to check in and hear how things are going for you. And so it's about asking and then listening and then offering. So once you listen to what they've got going on in in their life currently, you may not have known, then offer. Wow, I didn't know you had all that going on. I want to help you out. Is there something I can do for you this week? How about I bring your favorite takeout on Thursday? And I want to tell you what I've got going on too. You know, it's a mutual respect for each other in building and sustaining your friendship. Well, I'm going to say I, I, I've, I've realized that I've had actually more difficulty with this in recent years than I used to realize. I'm very open to people, but I also like usually follow it up with some sort of a joke. And right. because, because it's a scary thing to stay open with people. And Michaela has, has had to call me out on this. I will say I did invite her to come watch me play tennis yesterday at a park near her home. And she did not because she was shopping. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, but but I think there really is a, a, such a deep desire, you know, and, and especially in our community. And and I, sometimes I get in trouble for saying this, and because I know that my relationship works for me. I'm in a monogamous right. relationship for ten years. I'm married, and I love that. I love right. the intimacy, the emotional intimacy that my partner and I share. And oftentimes I get so I, I get I get disappointed for my friends who don't seem to be willing to or know how to connect on a deeper level other than something sexual. And I think that can be a pitfall, especially for gay men um, and for our straight counterparts as well. So when people tend to be in that space of, I just want the one night stands, I just want to hook up and that's it. I don't want anything more. Sometimes that's true, but sometimes it might not be. How would you advise those people who maybe are looking for something a little bit deeper? Absolutely. A lot of my gay single clients are friends with straight allies. And so it needs to be more than a surface friendship. You need to be able to ask, to listen, and to offer. But at the same time, you have to realize it has to be without judgment. It has to be private. It has to be supportive and loving. You know, whether it's with your partner or your friends, there are times that people have reached out to me and said, I I see that a lot's going on in your life, but I don't really know or hear how you feel. And so to ask someone, how are you feeling about this? What's going on in your head, in your heart about this? I want to be supportive because there's going to be times I'm going to need you 
And so let's be there for each other and let's check in. Sometimes people schedule it. Let's check in once a month or the first Tuesday of every month. Let's have Taco Tuesday. We meet at our favorite food trailer truck. It's just us. And it's just us touching base. And it's a 50-50 relationship. The first half hour, I want to hear from you. The second half hour, I want to tell you what I have going on. It's not always so formal, but it's important that you schedule, make a time to connect. I adore this. And I think it's so helpful for so many people. I think that for um, me, I feel like I've always made my friends my family because I wasn't close to my family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it wasn't always reciprocated, which used to really hurt my feelings. And I do feel like I'm a really good friend. So for people that feel like um, they want to be closer with their friends, but their friends don't show up as much for them because maybe they just don't know how. How do you have that conversation? I've had it happen to me. I had a girlfriend reach out to me and say, I just uh, got a really nice bottle of wine. I don't want to enjoy this at home by myself. Do you have an hour for us to just sit? And I really want to talk about something. And I love that she did that because she was vulnerable and she asked. She And she offered a comfortable, private place to talk about what was going on in her life. So you do have to have that vulnerability to say, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed being there for you. Ooh, I need some me time. Do you have time to come and let's just connect for about an hour? It would really make a difference for me in my heart, my head, my stressors. I need you. I need your friendship. And you have to be vulnerable to ask. I love that. Thank you so much for having this conversation with us. Tammy Shackley, leading LGBTQ relationship expert and president of one of the country's top LGBTQ certified matchmaking companies. Uh, we adore you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Okay, coming up in What's Poppin', Friends Creator says they've got one regret. Find out what it is when it comes to our trans community. Coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Uh, I'll tell you what's poppin' is uh, Michaela Gordon's recent photos that she just showed me. 
this little woman comes over, sits in my lap and says, look at these photos. And she looks stunning. She looks very, very attractive for a woman. Thank and you. then she said, and then I say to her, what are those for? She goes, I just wanted attention. <laughs> I just needed new photos. Okay, but then also, <laughs> I'm shooting a music video next month and it's only women allowed. And I said, but Sexist. AJ, you still have to come Got to it, it because so it's I'm my confused. first It's my first music video. And no men allowed, but AJ, you but have AJ to come. Have, You're forced. AJ Got has it. to be there. Make, so that, then that right now, right before we went on air, he goes, I'm not coming to your stupid video. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our friendship Listen, all wrapped up I've in been, five minutes. I've been supporting women my entire life. I'm done. I'm tired. Sick of these old ladies. Our entire wedding party was, well, supposed to be 12. One of them got COVID. Uh, and it was a, 11. And then a female officiant. And our moms walked us down the aisle. The only, it was incredible. The only men up there were my husband and I. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. That's questionable. That's debatable. So. <laughs> You there do we look are. good in heels. All right. Uh, how about some, uh, what's popping? Okay, well, this is really interesting. So the Friends creator um, Marta made Kaufman? history, yes, with um, bringing a... Um, wow, you really a tra- got this story I, down. Oh, my God. Why am I stuttering? <laughs> uh, bringing a lot of LGBTQ stories to Friends. But one that she feels really bad about is the way that um, a transgender character was portrayed on the show and the way that Chandler's parent, uh, who was the transgender parent, yes. was treated on the show. And this is really interesting because I think we're seeing a lot of TV shows over these past couple of years having really problematic episodes and storylines and some shows have been completely canceled. Um, and so Marta is coming forward and saying, uh, you know, we didn't know like what we didn't know. And then I feel terrible for the way that Chandler's parent was portrayed, especially as a trans person and, and is very apologetic about it. Well, and Kathleen Turner played Chandler's father, who is a trans female. Mm-hmm. And uh, the name was uh, Helena Handbasket. <laughs> oh, it's a, kind of like a drag kind name. Of a, kind of a... And, um, and they just did it. They got a lot wrong on Friends. Friends is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I think it's hilarious. But there was almost no representation of anybody other than cis, white, straight people. Period. Yeah. there. You know, I never watched Friends. I'm like one of the only people in the entire world that didn't. But I never got into Friends. Um, but people love it. But I do think it's a very specific demographic. Because I feel like if you talk to a lot of black people, they did not watch Friends. No. There was just no diversity. No. They were, they were watching Living Single and, yeah. and other shows at the time that were, you know, that Living Single, though, also was, a, the story is that that was ripped from Friends, that they tried to pitch that show to NBC. And the NBC then said, hmm, we like the idea. And then they with created Friends people? with white people. Oh, my God. But you know what? That's been the story We've for heard years, those so. stories for so, there are so many television shows. Elvis Presley, his entire career was stolen from black artists. Yeah. I mean, so many white artists. Did you know that Betty Boop was a black singer? Really? And she sang like, we're talking early, early, early. And uh, like early, like five in the morning or like years like, ago. And she did a morning show called The Morning Beat. <laughs> Got it. Um, No, like in the very early 1900s. And they made it a white cartoon character. But really, it was so, yeah, it so was much. a black woman yep. who dressed as herself, Betty Boop. And uh, and they ripped there it. are so many things in pop culture that we think are like as white people, like well, they're ours. We're so creative. Well, yeah. No, we're not. We stole them from someone. We're thieves. Yeah. You know what? That's what we got from What's Poppin'. Uh, speaking of thieves. Thieves. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves share 
I saw that song play the other day, and I was like, well, that's problematic now, too. I, everything is canceled. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Let's talk to Miss Manners for a moment, shall we? Shall uh, this we? This is really interesting. Dear Miss Manners, I've often wondered what the etiquette is when selecting a seat in a crowded bar. My boyfriend and I are, uh, enjoy getting uh, sitting at the bar of local restaurants for a quick dinner. It's a bit more lively and entertaining, entertaining than a table. Should one leave a stool between parties? It seems appropriate, but could also lead to many unused seats. What do you do? Do you just sit right next to somebody at a bar or do you leave a seat? Um, I leave a seat. So do I. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah. Mostly not for them. Mostly for me. I don't want people near me. Yeah. I, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I, it's rare for me to go to a restaurant or a bar alone. If I do go alone, I, um, am, I, I don't talk to anybody. I want to be there. The airports for me and airplanes is where yeah. it gets tricky. Because here's what's interesting. I'm a very charismatic person. I love to uplift people. feel good. I love to talk. Until I don't. Yeah, and then you need to recharge. And then I don't want anyone to talk to me. On mm. the airplane, please don't talk to me. In the Uber, please don't talk to me. 6 a.m., our first segment every morning. She's like, oh my me. God, AJ, don't start it. And I'm like, we have to. And then here we are. Yeah, and then here we are. <laughs> but I've had to learn that because I used to talk to everybody. I want to make everyone feel good. No, I have to reset. I have to recharge. Yeah. And I, places like that... I will not. I'll tell you, when I was younger, I used to love meeting people on planes. I would sit next to someone and have a whole conversation with them, and it was a blast. As I've gotten older and traveled more, it's flying is less of a luxury now and more of like a business thing that I do now. You know, I'm flying to different, you know, when I, especially when I was doing a lot of public speaking or I was on the Wendy Williams mm-hmm. show in New York a lot. I was on planes a lot. And I, I get on a plane now, and it's my alone time. Because I, I've got a whole husband, I've got a dog at home, I've got you, which is like a 24-7 job to have that best friend. And so I need some time. I'm like, oh, nobody can reach me right now. Yeah. I love this, yeah. and I don't want anybody to talk to me. It's the same reason I take Uber instead of Lyft. Lyft drivers are advised to uh, start, start up a conversation with you if you seem open to it. Uber drivers are not. They're not supposed to really talk to you. I prefer Uber. I don't want somebody talking to me necessarily. Yeah. And it's not because I want to be rude. But I, I like, I value those moments. You're just taking that time to really yeah. just charge really fast. You know, it's so funny. I am known for um, looking at my phone while someone's calling me and then texting them back. I never answer my phone. And I it's not like something that I'm so proud of. But even growing up, like I was never on the phone with my friends. You never answer my calls. I ever. never. But I just don't ever. answer the But then the she'll phone. text me back and I'm like, I hate this. Every, oh, my God. And all, and everybody that loves it. I mean, you can literally see I've got so many missed calls. And How many missed calls? How many do you have right oh now? My God. Because it makes me so uncomfortable. Because I have 446 missed calls I that have, I just don't even look at. I have zero. Oh, I don't. Zero. But there's something about answering the phone and having to like engage. Engage. And yeah. if I'm not in the mood, like if you catch me on the wrong time, like I don't want to. I don't want to talk. Would to you, you randomly start talking? Do you talk to people randomly at bars or, or or that might be a different setting? Let's say an elevator. You're on an elevator and one other person gets on with you. Do you talk to them? No. I talk what to, would you I, talk about in the elevator? I, that is an, that is my exception. I talk to everybody on the elevator. What do you have to say? Well, it's a two-floor ride. See how their day is going? Tell them they look nice. <laughs> I like their fragrance they're wearing. I don't You're know. You're in there I live for on the ten, one I live on the 10th floor. floor. 
10th floor. Okay, you're, okay. It's a journey. So you're, you're journey. I pack an overnight bag just to go down yeah, to the lobby. Yeah, no, I do too. Lot. Okay, I hear that. Yeah, no, listen, people aren't trying to be rude if they don't want to talk to you on an airplane or in an Uber, honey. They're just recharging. Life has been hard. We made it through 2020. Can we just do it silently? This feels personal. <laughs> Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. Is it possible that Princess Diana was gender fluid? Well, stop it. Not necessarily Princess Diana, actually, but Emma Corrin, uh, who shot to fame uh, portraying Princess Diana on The Crown last year, uh, is opening up to Vogue magazine about feeling more comfortable and more seen when referred to as they, them. Um, saying, I felt much more seen when I'm referred to as they, but my closest friends, they will call me she, and I don't mind because I know they know me. In my mind, gender just isn't something that feels fixed, and I don't know if it ever will be. There might always be some fluidity there for me. I love this. I love that. I think it's fantastic. I do too. Okay, this story is super crazy. I've always wanted twins, and I had a psychic tell me one time that I was going to have twins, and they better be as helpful as these two, because these 10-year-old twins saw their dad was swimming in the pool, and he was doing underwater meditation exercises, and all of a sudden, they noticed that he wasn't getting back up. Something was wrong, and he was turning blue. 185 pounds. They sprung into action, jumped into the water, and saved their dad's life. Well, that's the only reason you want to have kids. So they can save you someday? No. <laughs> Low key. But if I start drowning, they better. You want friends. I you want young, I want cute my friends when you're older? Yeah, I do. I want my yeah, team. For I sure. want my babies. Same. I get it. And also, my kids better save me. They better? Well, could you imagine, though? They're only 10 years old, but they <laughs> knew to do chest compressions and mouth-to-mouth, and they totally saved his life. I don't even know if I know how to do chest-to-chest compressions. Yeah. not. It's not chest-to-chest compressions, just so we're clear. You don't put your chest on theirs. You put <laughs> your meant, hands and chest. lock your elbows. <laughs> I do I do know. I could teach you first aid and CPR. I've been certified many, many times. Okay, good. Okay, good. I used, I used to be a lifeguard. One time we saved my mom. We were uh, whitewater rafting as a family when I was a teenager and mom went over the side of the boat into the rapids <gasps> and uh, we had to plop her out, oh of, the, my gosh. Yeah, out of the water. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Had to grab her by the top of the old uh, life jacket and just lean back and let her fall into the boat. Get her in. I went whitewater rafting in Alaska. Wait, in Alaska? Eight years ago, it was amazing. Wait, you've been to Alaska? Yeah. I fly fished in Alaska. I I caught a 106-pound halibut fish. I made it to the 100-pound club. I'm a fan of Alaska Thunder, F. Yeah, no. Also Mm -hmm. another fan. Wait, what'd you go to Alaska for? I was dating somebody from Alaska. Wait, what? Yeah, my ex was from Alaska. So I went. Yeah. And I was in the 100-pound club, and I have no follow-ups. Nobody else was. I know. That don't involve it's Sarah Palin. I don't know what else to say. So. Oh my God. Okay, but also their neighbor was Sarah Palin. Could you that see, was not. Could awkward. you see Russia? I am Russian, so, so I just went that. with it. There it is. <laughs> All right. Thank you as always for listening to our show. It's Friday tomorrow, uh, but for now we've got three hours of curated music just for you, and then it's uh, let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Um, and then, of course, it's Love Line with Dr. Chris. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 